Hi guys, and welcome to Down with the Dharma. Um, as usual, we're here with uh, trusty co-hosts John Freeze, Eileen Sang, Hello, Meinhart here, as well as Kara Roman. Welcome to the podcast. Kara. Welcome, Thanks, guys. Ooh, official welcome to our new <laughs> beloved member. Jazz hands. Maybe give a second to share a little bit about yourself a little bit. And- Thanks for uh, yeah. welcoming me in, you guys. And uh, just a little bit, I guess, about myself is I currently live in the Fort Worth, Texas area of the U.S. And uh, I kind of come to this with knowledge. I am a yoga teacher and a Thai body worker and a meditation teacher and have a lot of history. I grew up in Montana and the outdoors. So I bring out a lot of history of farming and being outside with me. And so, yeah, just a little bit about myself. And you were a, a firefighter for a while, right? Yeah, I spent a good four, uh, four summers working in the Gila National Forest as a wildland firefighter when I was in college. Yeah. Wildland. And a doula. Yeah. And a doula. And I've, I've sewn backpacks for, there's like, Pretty much, some people joke. They're like, "What haven't you done?" It's like oh, I've done a lot of things. You know? So, yeah. Kara, does your like working as a doula? Do you feel like it's brought up your own birth trauma, and have you processed processed it? Uh, I guess maybe I didn't have any birth trauma. Not okay. to sound like an arrogant human being, but <laughs> right. like I don't really feel like there's any trauma there. Maybe I guess yeah. in in on the flip side of that, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's allowed me to remain really like um, calm and not um, not like project anything onto people during birth. Like mm-hmm. yeah. to to get like I feel like I'm just a pretty like in general able to stay grounded. And I've heard some like horrible stories of people that hire doulas in their birth and like fire them in the like hospital rooms or in the Mm -hmm. birthing center rooms because they start to project too much. Mm So I guess also just because I have a very mindful practice around that, like trying Mm -hmm. not to project my thoughts or ideas or what I would do in a situation onto the client, like really making it about what their, their needs are, what their um, will is, what they want to happen and then try and protect that no matter if it is something I would ideally want for my own self. Mm -hmm. How many, how many births have you been at? Uh, a lot. I can't, I like have officially lost track. Like over a thousand? No, not probably over a thousand, but definitely over a hundred, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How long yeah. have you been doing that? I've been doing it like the very first person I attended is now like, I want to say 16 or 17 years old. But I did it like very unknowingly, like at the time I lived in this community, John knows this about me. Like I lived in this town called Bozeman, it's in Montana. And it was very much just something everyone did. Like you came over and you helped. I never knew it was called being a doula, like Mm -hmm. taking care of the other kids. At that point, it was one kid taking care of him while his sister was being born. And 
then when I moved to Texas, someone, a client of mine had asked me to be her doula. And I was like, be or what? <laughs> like I had yeah. no idea what that meant. Mm -hmm. And then I went home and researched it and I was like, oh, well, that, that's like, just like, why You're wouldn't you do that for someone? Why wouldn't neighbor. you support someone? Yeah. Why wouldn't you support someone through like this big time in their life that is, is very intense and, and life changing and life altering and, um, so yeah, so then I went and got my training and then officially started uh, attending yeah. births. Yeah. So is it anybody trying to get pregnant? Oh yeah. Oh, I can. I have. I'll like text you a ton of stuff if you if you want if you need. Yeah. There are tons of tricks. Because <laughs> it's yeah. it's actually harder to get pregnant than like you know like we're taught as kids like don't have sex you'll get pregnant but like in reality it's actually very difficult to get pregnant yeah because we've been mm -hmm. trying for like we were like not seriously trying for a few months and then now we're seriously trying and like taking chinese medicine yeah so last month like we were like we did it like on this you know we did on the peeing stick like yeah the uh hormone levels and then this is the second month so i'm like yeah, Fingers and there are, there are a lot of techniques with um, using lights and stuff you can do too if you guys don't. I mean, and also like, mm. like do your program, but then pretend like you're not doing your program because the likelihood when you're doing a program and there's all this like stress around doing a program that, uh, that you actually have a less likely chance of becoming pregnant because you're so worried about getting it all right. Then if you just yeah. like can kind of like be on the program, but not be on, it's like, it's like right now, right? Like if we can all be on the coronavirus, stay at home, isolate from everyone else, but then like not get too stressed out about doing that. Because if you get too stressed out about doing that, you're going to make yourself so stressed and crazy that you're more likely to catch the virus. So like how, when you're like isolating, can then you like still step back and be like, okay, but also at the same time, like just being still, you know, yeah. but you'll get pregnant. Yeah. There are plenty of tricks. So <laughs> try not to stress out about it. Oh, I forgot to take my Chinese medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really works. It really works. Do it. I, I a little like bit here and there. I feel like we're in a big collective rebirth process. Like, like I don't know. Like everybody's, I don't know, it's like some big change. You know, like we're not going to be the same on the other side of it. Hmm. Yeah. I feel oh, yeah. a big change within me. Yeah. yeah. Some dark night of the soul. And then really trying to yeah. burst, out. burst out the other yeah, side yeah. of the yeah, birth yeah. canal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get through. <laughs> just get through this thing, man. Let's just get through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just thought we could start off by just sharing a little bit about whatever's been coming up right now for us. Kind of crazy time. And I think there's also probably like a lot to learn. I know I've been definitely growing a whole lot uh, from being home and having a chance to reflect a little bit. So, uh, yeah, kind of like a little open space for that for sharing. Uh, I guess I can start too. Like, I feel like I've been, um, I've been having like this beautiful chance to like, or I feel like everything's just stopped, you know, in my world at least. And, um, and I really have uh, gotten a lot of value, particularly like during the holidays, this past holiday, like, I feel like I, I was in this very quiet space, like very reflective space. And I feel like that's almost come back around now. Um, and so 
it's just given me a time to reflect on um, like my life and like looking at the world in a more honest way uh, and also like my role uh, and the roles like the roles that I play uh, whether that's like family or in my community and um, I think like I always have a tendency to want to do more and offer more um, and I feel like the value that I'm seeing right now is that I actually have the time and space to do that and to really uh, yeah to really do that um, like a lot of personal projects just been able to put more time and energy into and um, one little thing I'll, I'll plug is that um, I do do healing work and have uh, yeah work like one-on-one -on -one doing energy work and doing tarot and I'm exploring doing uh, remote healing work too so uh, I do have like some social media stuff it's just uh, under, uh, brother earth healing so I have like Instagram and stuff um, and uh, yeah, I offered uh, recently just to do free or donation or trade based services for everything I do. So uh, yeah, feel free to reach out if you feel inspired because that brother is Brother Earth. Yeah, Brother, brother Earth, Earth Healing. Healing. Yeah, so that's kind of like across the board. Um, yeah, so I'm super stoked to be able to like have the time and space to offer that to friends and family and like whoever else in the community might need some support um, me yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like that's been a such a huge thing that i've seen across the not only healing communities but movement exercise everything else right now which i feel is such a big resource for everyone right now in this time of uncertainty and kind of change and chaos and um i kind of like what you said nick about offering um, everything via donation or trade or uh, services otherwise and I feel like I know I've experienced that this week too my automatic first thing when I was sending out um, I've been doing a lot of remote yoga sessions and meditation sessions and my first inclination was to let people know like whatever at this time feels good for you and I've just felt like the community support has been amazing there are, I know other people out there that are in the same boat as me and have lost their jobs for the time being and they can't necessarily pay as much, but then I have other clients that can and have been very supportive. And I feel like it's been a really beautiful thing to witness at this time, even amongst all the um, scares, like knowing there, there are resources and there are people out there. If you're able to reach out that are willing to help you with those things that you need at this moment. Cool. I'm writing my dissertation. Uh, I was sick, and then now I'm not sick. Uh, I'm not sure if I had it. Uh, and uh, I'm playing African drums, like a lot of African drums. And then I started, okay, I started a daily meditation uh, every day, 11 a.m., Dharma Awakening with John Frieza Karabana. Yeah. So we're, like, co-hosting a daily meditation. Yeah. So I put, we'll put a link for that. Yeah, there'll be. I'll put a, a Zoom link in. The, yeah. 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 So I, can, I, I get up. I have coffee. I listen to Democracy Now, and then I meditate. That's three a.m. for me. I think. No, I, no, I can't do that anymore. Is there in Hong Kong? Yeah. And but it's I keep waking up. At, yeah. Perfect. Oh, oh, it's so it's like three. Oh, oh, it's one p.m. for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So what I'm doing now, so I am 
running a fashion brand, a wholesale and retail, but because of the economy, we're slowing down the retail part. And so now I have more time to dive into my spiritual and psychological life. Like, so I have a master's in multicultural counseling from US where John teaches. And uh, I teach yoga and meditation. And right now, I'm actually building that momentum on that front and really trusting and believing myself that, like, this is my path. Um, yeah. Cool. And I plan okay. on doing, like, private sessions for... I teach like private session yoga, like through a company in Hong Kong called Yoga Inspired. Um, but I'd like to do my own private sessions and also um, do some private session counseling. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool to see how everyone's <laughs> taking this as an opportunity to like really invest, you know, in themselves as like kind of weird as it is like i've had a, like i've had like a lot of <laughs> events that i've been planning with friends here in monterey shift like we were planning this whole big event at the henry miller library in big sur for the summer yeah. solstice yeah and so now we're kind of like ah oh, like we we're so excited to do that you know and then uh uh you know i mean i guess things are still kind of up in the air but um yeah Reverend we're, Barber is. Uh... He's doing the summer solstice um, like prayer gathering or like it's like a big uh, poverty awareness. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, and it's going to be online right now. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we were thinking to switch it to do doing something online. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a time to like get creative for sure. Um, but I know that there are a lot of people that are, you know, like, you know, uh, Kara was mentioning, uh, just offering, 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 you know. Um, and so I thought that we could like maybe share a little bit about, you know, some of the things we've heard of that might uh, help support folks that are kind of going through it or might have time, uh, you know, to like take a course or something. Um, I know like I, I stumbled upon a couple different, um, yeah, really cool resources lately. Um, like, so Plum Village online uh you know they they are they're you know doing courses and actually um our small groups like our sanghas around the world are receiving support from the monks and nuns at you know our uh at our monasteries and um they're offering to actually facilitate and run the groups online uh now mm. so that's such a cool thing that they're doing like that's amazing like to have a bunker and then, like you know skype in or zoom call in and like run your meditation group like i think that's so cool so <laughs> you can uh totally yeah. we'll, we'll put a link down for the sangha directories for people locally so that they can maybe meet people online now and then maybe like when it's safe to kind of go out they can actually go and meet uh you know in, in the community too yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I also heard uh, that, you know, like one of Yale's uh, really popular classes, which is, um, I think it touches on mindfulness and like the science of hap uh, like a happy life or something like that. It's like one of the, it's a really popular class there. They're offering it for free. I think it started yesterday, actually, mm -hmm. or today. Um, 
And uh, but there are a lot of uh, open and free courses, uh, from, like you know Harvard and MIT, and like um, you know all kinds of universities. Uh, and there's a central website that um, you can go to that makes it really easy to search for what you want. It's called uh, Coursera. So it's C O U R S E R A uh, dot com. Uh, so that's the a really science cool of well-being. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 that's the Yale one. But uh, yeah, I know that there's a lot of local offerings too. Uh, so I don't know if like you guys have heard of anything where you guys are at. Uh, so I'm doing the Earth Holder uh, course through Plum Village, and it's only a hundred and fifty dollars for like a four week training. And so I decided to invest in in that and also like basically make a donation and offering to the community. And I know that Lions Roar, right, is offering like through Plum Village is offering some like meditations and like mm -hmm. readings. Um, yeah, they just on the finished Plum Village course. website, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they did a course this past week on uh in the footsteps of Thich Nhat Hanh yeah uh, yeah which is kind of like a play on the uh tours that one of our sangha members gives um in the footsteps of the buddha so he does tours in india um and he's part of the he was part of the the teaching squad that they had this past week but uh, i think that those are actually still available to to view uh at least for the next yeah. day or two mm -hmm. so yeah line through lions roar yeah yeah, that's, yeah that's it's right. like join us for this five-day online event. Yeah. Um, yeah. I follow a sound healing teacher in Hong Kong, and like I was supposed to go, like, uh, physically go to her class, but that's been shut down. So there's a class tonight that, like, she was like, you can like make a donation of like twenty dollars. So um, to do the live stream, so I'm I'm joining that, and then also she's doing she still might be ho hosting a small session for four people because in in Hong Kong you can't have public gatherings of more than four people. So mm -hmm. like all the gyms are like shut down, like you can't go to the gym, but you can like go you can still go do yoga and meditation, but they can only be four people, and mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, I still try to support these communities because it's very hard time for all businesses. Like even my husband's business, like, you know, he has a bar, but all the bars are, uh, all the alcohol license are being like revoked. So it's like prohibition. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we're trying to, he's trying to survive that and um, all the small businesses, I try to support them, like places where I eat, like I try to go and get carry out. Um, yeah, so it's a tough time for everyone right now. Yeah, yeah. that's that's been huge here. And especially in like Fort Worth and Dallas, they enacted a rule um, that now all small local restaurants and businesses can actually sell alcohol to go, which is a huge deal wow, for, yeah. for Fort Worth and Dallas yeah. because that's like unheard of. So, um, I think that's, it's been really great to see how, um, 
how the leadership is kind of shifting and yeah. changing and, and recognizing that in order to keep these places up and running in order to keep these venues still able to make money and make their rent and not totally collapse, um, that they're having to shift the, the idea around what that looks like. And basically they've just said like, you know, this is what it's going to be for now and we'll deal with everything else later. And they're just, you know, making a hard and fast rule. So it's been pretty cool. Margaritas yeah. to go. So we're, we're doing deliveries too. Yeah. So we're yeah. doing deliveries too. And, um, are like, you can get like 20% off, like carry out or 10% off. Yeah. So we can still do that. You just can't drink at the bar. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's the time to get creative, you know, like as a business to mm. how can you still serve your clients or yeah. Um, yeah. My buddy was talking about like doing a, um, he was like, why don't we just start a business? Like, you know, sh like, like shopping for people, like especially like elderly people, yeah. you know, people oh, that yeah. are more like at risk. Like, yeah. why don't we just start really a business? Doing that? Yeah. Just yeah. Some airlock yeah. where you put the stuff, it goes through some fumigation and then you give it. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he said that, I was like, man, that's like some serious liability. <laughs> well, it would be super helpful, but this is the other problem right now is like the number one group of people that are not staying away from, from grocery stores or going out into public mm -hmm. are actually that older generation that are being told they should specifically stay at home. Well, at least in the States, I can't speak to a far, but oh, yeah. kind of shows like this idea in the United States. And I mean, I know I had to run to the grocery store yesterday and yeah. Everyone at the grocery store, minus myself and one other person, was over the age of 60. 100% of them were. And I wanted to like go up to them and be like, here's my number. I'll do all your shopping from here on out. But it's like, yeah. it's not that like um, the neighborhood app. I don't know if any of you guys mm -hmm. use that, but it's very popular here in that in Fort Worth, Texas area. And be before the coronavirus hit, I would say was like 99% totally not useful. It was like mainly useful if you lost your animal, pet, dog cat hmm. otherwise it's like people just ranting about random things um but people have been really great in reaching out on there uh, i've noticed like since this coronavirus hit you know, there are daily people um offering up readings whether it be christian whether it be muslim whether it be like i've seen much more tolerance for one another too during this oh. coronavirus nice. and um yeah. which is really an amazing thing to see and like less like just less hate like i feel like everyone's gotten softer like softer in their heart that's good to know in general um everyone's gaining an extra five pounds so they're getting softer there too because they're having to stay home but that's a minor <laughs> detail so you should, um, we need home workout uh like you should well, like, get a full well, workout right at home yeah yeah they're like people that have it that's like a number one like hot like my husband was saying he's like yeah, yeah like right now if we wanted to sell the weights we have at our house we could like go on vacation to mexico because they're yeah. that <laughs> much a hot commodity yeah. right now you know um yeah. which is like really interesting you know uh because then yeah. too there are all these free resources but then it's like what are people going to do with that time like are they going to yeah. go into this panic mode and go into this like the world's coming to an end end mode if they watch too much tv or read too much news it can really send people yeah. spiraling mm -hmm. or are they going to take this time and like you guys have suggested there are oh. these all these great resources there are ways to learn there are ways to grow for yourself personally and and uh spiritually and physically and everything but it's like are you going to get caught in this trap of the virus and what that means 
or are you gonna or are you gonna take this opportunity and do something with it so the app is called a neighbor neighborhood it's called the neighborhood app um again oh, okay, like yeah. i would never recommend it before this virus is really great if you're people are on there every day like are any elderly right. folks need anything like uh, like toilet paper is a hot commodity right now in in my area which is crazy to think about but um yeah. people are like just showing up oh, and giving yeah. people stuff yeah. yeah yeah well we have a version of that too where people normally post like weird stuff like you know like complaining like it's called it's called next door you probably oh yeah there's there, that too, too. Yeah, yeah 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 so that's pretty popular at least in my area and in la i noticed a lot of people mm. use that too so it's a really yeah so it's a good way to like reach out and what's like, next door it's the oh, same it's like it's like, like neighborhood okay. yeah it's like a neighborhood yeah. zoning app so like you get grouped in with your mm. neighbors and yeah right so i've been hanging out with my neighbors like more because of the virus like we used to do like every sunday would play mahjong but not anymore <laughs> <laughs> but we'll probably do some group orders for like food because all the because i've been wanting to buy like frozen chicken breasts or like frozen chicken to cook at home but they're all like sold out i don't know why mm. but yeah but you were like talking that people are getting softer, but at the same time, because like I've been feeling the animosity and like seeing that like Trump has made people more racist towards Chinese people or Asian people. And like that, like that there was like, I read a news where like there was a man at Sam's club with his two daughters and they were stabbed because they were Chinese or Asian. And, like, that's very upsetting to me because it's, like, the people didn't, like, the Chinese or Asian people didn't bring on the virus, you know? Yeah, it's why Like, it just happened to have been in China. And I don't agree with how the government handled the virus and how it it was, like, basically, like, kept under wraps until it became a global problem. But, like, yeah, it sucks to hear, like, people, like, Asian-American kids going to school and they have to be, like, afraid for their health and afraid for their life Mm. from, like, bullying and violence. Yeah. Well, that's certainly, like, a really good point in terms of, like, what what is the lesson, you know, with all of this? Like, is there teaching coming through through this whole experience? It's just, I feel like it's just this... Like, I try not to get caught in the extreme polarization of opinions. Because here in Hong Kong, like, if, like, if you're getting your news from, like, the Chinese outlet, like, the main, like, mainland China outlet, then it's, like, all, like, against Donald Trump and, like, democracy. But then if you're getting the, like, democracy outlet, then it's all, like, for Trump. Not like Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. I was just telling John, like, it's like mm-hmm. this, like, very pro-Trump, like, atmosphere. And it's, like, <clears throat> so polarized. And I'm, like, I belong to neither. I'm in the middle. I'm, like, I'm informed. I'm, I'm educated. And I, and I don't agree with either of these groups of people, right? So, yeah, I think just feeling that, like, yeah, feeling that deep sadness and then kind of like anger and like watching my anger and realizing like it has to be said that we are in a extremely polarized um, 
world right now. Like we're being pulled to like one side or the other, right? Like that's what the news draws us or that's what like certain opinions draws us to have. And just being like staying in the middle way and at the same time being like, no, that's not right. Like my anger tells me that's not right. And I, it's okay that I have anger that tells me I don't feel that way. And I feel how I feel is correct to me right now where I stand in the middle, not for China, not for Trump, you know? So, yeah. Well, there's a lot of too, like to speak to that growing up in Montana and around a lot of, um, a lot of the like um, unseen parts of, of like history and trauma in the United States. Like we had Chinese concentration camps in America. We had one at Heart Mountain, not far from where I grew up. And, I think there is a deep trauma there and um, not to dismiss it in any way. It's, it's also one of those things that um, is kind of difficult because I hear that, but I don't, I don't specifically see it in my community. You know, I know it's there. I feel a lot of people are more on the side of like really being angry with Trump and, and our government right now about the way things are being handled in that same way. Um, and so I feel like there's this, you know, great unsettling. It's not that I don't also see that there's this other group of people that are very much like pro Trump and his ratings are getting a little higher right now, which is just blows my hair back completely. Um, (laughs) but it is an interesting thing to see. And like, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's unsettling in a lot of ways, you know, nobody should feel like you know it's a disease that came it's no one's fault and again like you said yeah you know it's like reminding yourself to find the middle way and um kind of I'm going to jump ahead on Nick a little bit here um but getting into practice like healthy practices and healthy ways like it's like one of my biggest things I've been trying to to help people know right now is like being okay with tuning out so that you can tune in more to yourself like I feel like the news and the media and online and all of this information we're getting right now is like sending people into this deeper sense of panic and fear and overwhelming amounts of emotion. And I'm not saying that's not good to experience, but I think sometimes we have to give agree, ourselves agree. like permission to step back and be like, you know, I'm just not doing any, I've, I've actually really limited every time, um, personally Trump comes on the TV, my husband may want to listen to what he has to say. And I've just removed myself from the room or from the house and go in my garden for that time, because I know it brings me more anxiety to hear what he has to say than just not. Um, And so I think that can be a good practice for people to just give themselves permission to remove themselves from listening to those things that may amp them up or make them a little bit more um, anxiety ridden or fearful I'm not saying that you can't still seek out the news, but I don't know that it's healthy right now for anyone to be just watching copious amounts of, of news upon news yeah. upon news. From there any, was like from one any day, others. yeah, there was one day when I was watching the news because we had to like, we had to watch the news to see how the, basically how the rules were changing in Hong Kong, like last week, like how they were shutting down like the alcohol distribution points and then how they were like closing off the gyms and so we had to like watch the news that day and I realized like that day I was just so afraid I just felt so much fear and then and then it's just like oh you know but then at the same time like I want to be aware of what's going on in the world because I want I want to make the right decisions and I want to be aware of the 
places where people are suffering like it's okay it's like sometimes I just feel like okay like I'm of course like we're all like really privileged to have like the choice to like not be in touch with that but sometimes like we need to be in touch with what's going on so that we can like reach out and like understand what's going on like sometimes because in Hong Kong like for example like I'm already very lucky because we have like an apartment and like we have like a balcony and we have like two cats. So like staying home is not that horrible, but some people like they live in like a 200 square foot apartment with like four people. And like, that's like, they're probably going crazy. Like imagine having to share your space with four people. So yeah, like just being able to understand like that there's stuff going on in the world and yeah, sometimes I have to say it like like I know like some of my friends are like they don't go on social media anymore, but then it's like I have to use like my social media platform to say like it's not okay to like bully Asian American kids like in school. I don't care if like cuz I grew up in St. Louis and I went to high school there and obviously there were a lot of Trump supporters at, in my area or in my like Facebook feed because I went to school with these people but I had to be like oh like that's not okay like it's 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 a it's a way to be in touch and then yeah finding that middle way is also really like you said it's very important like being able to walk out of the room and be like that's not like it healthy for me right now I if like I'll be like overwhelmed if if there was like too much information but just because I've been feeling like and I feel like a lot of people have been feeling like um like this like deep fear and anxiety and also this deep helplessness because it's like this virus is not something that we can control so it's a help it's a sense of helplessness there's nothing we we can do it attacks everyone and we're all in this together and it's the greatest so, teacher in that way right yeah like, it was really sad it's a great teacher like it's a yeah. great teacher in the way that it's like teaching us all like we have no control we have no you know we can't stop it we, like how can we like i hate this uh, i've been reading i asked john the other day i don't know if either of you read letters to the earth from chick not han but he talks about that a lot in there, like how the mother earth and like, there are all these major catastrophes and things that will happen. And then it's like, just a reminder, like, how are you going to respond to that? The response is part of the teaching as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, been really, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. Like I've actually had, uh, so yeah, to Isha's point, what you reminded me of when you were sharing a little bit earlier was that um, in terms of like people either being like overcrowded in their living situation or, you know, I mean, I, I also like work with a lot of um, families who are like undocumented too in my day job. And so the situation, like, as I think of them and like hold them uh, like in my, in my mind, in my heart, like in my prayers, it's um, yeah, it's kind of like, it kind of almost is overwhelming, you know, the amount of suffering, you know, um and so yeah yeah like was something that a, fr a good friend of mine brought up uh, who posted online uh something on facebook uh which is something i didn't even think of is like you know people that are in like you know abusive situations you know 
like domestic abuse, like I've, you know, been, and then I look in, I looked into that actually. And there are several articles about how that's kind of been on the rise and like helplines and things uh, have been, yeah, coming up, which is, you know, uh, yeah. I have like it, really... It's like on my point. Oh yeah. Okay. Go. Seven nine nine seven two three three is the national domestic violence hotline. Uh, oh, I that think came I was up talking our, over that. You want to say it one more time? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I think I was yeah. talking. So the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And of course, that's here in the U.S. But yeah, definitely, if you find yourself in that situation. Yeah. yeah. That's a number for, for reaching out. Um, and then I guess since I'm giving 1-800 numbers, another good one to give right now is one 800 985 5990 and that's the national disaster distress helpline so for a lot of folks right now i know like it, it, it's nice for us all to sit around and like say like oh yeah just be calm and like pick the middle path but yeah, it's yeah. like definitely stressors out there right like if you're in an abusive situation if you don't know how you're gonna pay your rent or if you don't know how you're gonna yeah make do while you have nothing um a lot of schools here, I don't know about out in California or in Hong Kong, but I know here in Texas, all of the schools are closed um, on government order. Yeah, our order. schools have been closed for like two months. Going on yeah. <laughs> and, um, but we've had an amazing like outreach program through the schools. All the schools are still providing hot meals for the children. Um, so breakfast mm. and lunch, and they've actually opened up here in my area that it's anyone that's needing a hot meal. So it's not just school mm. children. If you're an adult, yeah. if you're a community member that needs a hot meal, you can go through the the school lines and pick up a hot meal too. Yeah. Yeah. The schools have to become community centers. Yeah. Like food, counseling, education, athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the suicide hotline in Hong Kong is uh, the Sumerians, and it's 28960000. And it's operated 24 hours. But that's the only hotline I know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, get them out there. <laughs> yeah, so we definitely feel for, you know, uh, folks that are in that situation. I think, like, it's particularly, like, uh, close to home for me, like, uh, just again, like with the, the population I work with, like I work with adults that have developmental disabilities, uh, and some of them are, you know, pretty severe. Um, so, uh, and like I said, even, and then in even some of those situations, the families are undocumented or, um, yeah. So like, I know that there's, uh, like a real need in those communities for support. And those are also communities that are, um, like just underserved in general, you know, so I think like reaching out and uh, like in a charitable way, however you can to communities like that and, and others uh, is like such an important thing. Cause I think there's this beautiful open invitation right now to offer and give and serve. Uh, and I think that um, like, I know I certainly hear that call and I, I think that a lot of people uh, do as well around me and like what I'm seeing on social media too um i think it's really interesting because i i used to think i like really used to think of social media like as just like like i would just never like i would just hardly ever use it like you know and and now it's kind of like and and since i've tried uh, since i've been kind of trying to do more outreach with like 
the healing work I do over the past, I guess, maybe like six months or so. Um, like now that like, that's the only way to communicate. I'm seeing like so many people like, um, posting, uh, doing like live kind of things, like whether it's music or, uh, meditation or, uh, prayer or chanting. So like, yeah, like really learning to use those, uh, platforms, uh, for, a, you know, in a healing way, uh, I think is also like the invitation too. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I also used to be, well, I still am sort of resistant, Nick. I'm not on Facebook at all. No, me too, me too. <laughs> I, I do Instagram, but I have noticed there's a lot of, again, going back to like the general theme, like the middle way I've also seen through like Instagram and social media. Um, there's this really great farm um, um, out in Oregon and, and they posted today and they just posted a picture of them standing in their basically potato um, barn. And they said, you know, this is a good reminder too of like supporting local, like the United States infrastructure is not set up for food, right? Like there are these shortages mm -hmm. and everything else. So I think it's a good, interesting perspective to bring us back to um, like things are moving in the way of technology. And I've heard a lot of people saying like, things will never go back. It'll all just be online now. And I'm like, I don't know about that. You know, like there's also this offering to remember where we came from and what we came from and like what our roots are. Like we can't just destroy all the fields that are there for farming. Like it's been a huge thing and um, coming from an agricultural family and, and that experience too, you know, it's, there's a run right now. Like you can't find a baby chicken to be bought in the area. You can't wow. find seeds at most stores. Like people, you know, we, again, going back to like past traumas, like when people used to have victory gardens because they were suddenly empowered to grow their own food. I've actually had four people ask me more. I've had more outreach for people asking me how to plant a garden or how to like farm in their own backyard. Yeah. In the last you got home, you got all this weeks. extra time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've like, been farming in my own balcony. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. bought yeah. like herbs, like to mm -hmm. just farm in my balcony and like basically I have like two aloe plants and I was like, well, I can't go outside all the time. So I'm going to like grow some greens in my little patio or a little balcony. Yeah. And yeah, it's been, it's been sweet. Like just like talking with my plants and yeah. It's, connecting it's with like them. this. Yeah. It's this great return to like what we all want. Like everybody used to have their own garden and grow their own food. You had yeah. to, you know? Yeah. And there's also this grounding aspect of being outside and putting your hands in the dirt and, and gardening is such a meditation in and of itself, you know? And, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're kind of like going back to the back to the land movement. <laughs> yeah, I like sound like a crazy person, but there is such a thing called horticulture therapy where you like talk with the plants. Yeah. <laughs> so they say that actually, they grow better if you actually talk to them or sing to them. Yeah, I talk to mm. my plants because I'm like, what do you need? Like, what do you need today? Like, I'm sorry, it's you know <laughs> rainy yeah, in sorry, Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been raining like a lot in Hong Kong, which is very mm. unusual because our raining season is usually like May, June, but it's happening right now. But we're also not mm. getting the influx of normal pollution that we usually get from China. So maybe that's changing the weather a bit. But yeah, mm. they've been getting a lot of like rain and not enough sun. So I'm like, what do you need? And I play like peaceful music and I open mm. a balcony door and I let them listen to it too. And I think it does. Like, it makes a difference for me. 
that I'm in like I'm in touch with them and their growth too. And yeah, so I, I there's actually a Peace 101 studies through Rotary Club. I, for, I forgot to mention that earlier. So I've been working with the Rotary Club to teach um, this uh, community resilience uh, course. And right now they're running like a Peace 101 course. So if anybody's interested, like just uh, I can like share the link for that or share my email and you can sign up through me because it's for Rotarians, but right now it's like open for interested parties through me. So yeah. Do you have an animal? Does anybody have animals? I have a dog. John has Rama. You dog. have a dog. Yeah. yeah. Karen, Kara and Rama and what's your dog's name? Roscoe. Roscoe. And me. Roscoe. Meditate every day. Uh, 11 a.m. my time. Yeah. 11 a.m. Pacific time. It's me and Kara and the two dogs meditating. Yeah. Wonderful. They know when you're yeah. meditating. Oh, they, they totally know. know. Yeah. They know, yeah, because yeah, they come to you and they like, my cats like talk to me while I'm meditating. See, I got, In the beginning, I got, yeah. they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then they'll like calm down and sit next to me. Roscoe knows now, like, when John does the bowls, like he chimes a few times at the beginning. And the first time he did it, Roscoe's like, what's he doing? Why is he trying to get my attention? And now he's just like, oh. And it's like, and then he just yeah, like yeah. lays next to me and gets ready. Cause he's like, okay, we're going to be here a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pavlov, uh, Pavlov, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good, uh, yeah, I was actually, uh, gonna offer a little uh, practice that I've been doing which I'm sure everyone knows it's just meta but I kind of made a little uh, kind of reworded it a little bit uh, so I kind of like how I reworded it but oh before I forget too I was also gonna mention that yeah you know I actually have like both sides of my family uh, are like we're farmers like historically so my mother's from uh, Mexico from uh, Jalisco and uh, yeah my grandfather still owns farmland and actually is there now uh, he was going back oh nice my grandmother actually is in uh, Los Angeles uh, with my the rest of our family but my grandfather he still, he still owns farmland there so he goes back and forth but um, yeah and my 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 father's uh, family is Jewish and uh, they came from uh, fleeing Germany and settled in Wisconsin and were farmers in Wisconsin for some generations well, I, I'll share my life farming experience. So my dad's side of the family had um, oyster farms because they made oyster sauce for many, many generations. And that's like their legacy. And then, and also my dad has um, like land in China. So he grows his own food and eats his own vegetables. And also when I was growing up, my grandmother would like have a little garden like in the backyard of our house in St. Louis. And that was always like my, one of my favorite times with her was when like she made me do work with her in the garden, like pull out the vegetables, you know, water the plants. I kind of hate it and enjoy it at the same time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you're yeah, that was, like you my that best experience. memory ever. Yeah. So glad. Cause now I'm like, Oh yeah, it's nice to touch the dirt and like, like pull out the weeds and the plants 
plants and like eat 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 like the vegetables that came from my hard work and just watch them grow like i think that was my favorite part when i was a child it's like oh i like when are they gonna grow like how are they gonna grow like and then they just grow so fast sometimes you know and then it's still one of my favorite parts yeah (laughs) it's like every day i go out and check on like the plants like what's up today who's grown a little bit how much have you grown what do you look like today Oh, so before I forget, I was going to say that um, I also definitely connect with the, um, you know, supporting local farmers. uh, And as I was also like researching, um, it became, yeah, really clear that actually farmers markets are like the most safe place you can go right now. Like, because one, not as many people are going to farmers markets. Um, And two, if you think about like the handling of the actual products it's like it's so much less like it's one family generally if it's like a small ish operation it's like a family or like you know a smaller group um uh you know non-corporate group that's planting and harvesting and normally the same people um through the season and then you know some folks that bring it to the market um so it's actually a really really good way to go and also like supports um like local community uh, and real people doing real things. So, um, that's awesome. Um, so I think that's also a good teaching. It's like, just stay, just keep it, keep it local. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I do want to share this little meta rephrasing. And so for whoever maybe hasn't practiced meta before, it's, um, it's a, it's a practice for offering loving kindness to uh, our, it's normally, it's, it's normally in uh, four, four phrases and then four parts. So you would send loving kindness to uh, normally, I would like to start with myself and then you would go to, on to um, consider somebody who uh, you have a lot of affection for, you care for. Um, and then you would go into um, considering someone or a certain issue that uh, is you find difficult or someone that maybe you have difficulty with. Um, and then I always like to um, have the last part be going out like into the world or into my community and kind of just like holding, holding space, like in a larger kind of macro capacity. So I have, uh, so I'll share the four phrases with you that I kind of like redid a little bit in my way. Um, so you would just like replace the, so I'll just say, so it'd be, may I be filled with love and kindness. And you normally take a breath. And sometimes I actually like to repeat the lines a couple of times. The next one is, may I be happy and safe. May I be well in body and mind. May I be free with all sorrows ended. So you can um, replace that with like, you know, may I you start with and then may you, uh, may they, may we. Um, So that's a cool way to practice that. And I find it really, really powerful. Like it's a very, meta is a very, um, I feel like it's a really common practice uh and something that's shared uh through a lot of 
Buddhist traditions and uh, lineages. And it's just a very powerful practice, especially when you do it regularly. Um, so that's a little something I wanted to share that I've been doing a lot and holding space for those I care about and my community. And uh, it's a very active practice, actually. Um, Cool. Uh, I've, I've been practicing with my mala a lot. Uh, Ooh, good idea, because I've been very racy mine lately. Yeah, so I got this when I was a Buddhist monk, and I was in China with Thich Nhat Hanh, and uh, yeah, it was like this outdoor, like, yeah, some guy had a little shop, and uh I had these, I had bought this big, like, stones. They were, like, black. It was, like, these, like, but it was, like, heavy. Like, if you're in the middle, like, my wrist would start to hurt, you know? So I, like, <laughs> wanted something lighter weight. So, I'd, like, I was just at this market, and this was just hanging out. I was, like, oh, it's perfect. Here, look, I'll just trade you. And they're, like, no, no, no. Yours costs so much money, we can't accept it. It's, like, we would be breaking the precept, you know? If we, if we make a monk pay for this thing, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of, get away with a lot as a monk <laughs> but they just gave they gave it to me they just gave it to me oh yeah. well yeah and i've never lost it i've lost a lot of malas like this is the only mala i've been able to keep mm-hmm. yeah it's a big old thing yeah yeah was it, so were you in india when you got it was this when you were in india no i was in china, china. oh sorry yeah. you were in china sorry i missed yeah, that man. part i was with yeah that was i was tied to tend in china so I was oh like, wow oh yeah, oh was, okay i guess you, yeah. yeah i held the umbrella nice. <laughs> yeah, they held the umbrella, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, yeah, so Omeshan, that, that, that's, I want to go back to Omeshan. Hmm. That's like um, in the Sichuan province outside of Chengdu. Yeah, so there's like five holy mountains in China. Those are like the five Buddhist holy mountains. And, I've been. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a temple there, and they have the the nympha, like where you chant the Buddha's name and you walk, it's like walking meditation, chanting the Buddha's name. Yeah, you just do it for like half an hour. Yeah. And have you That's been how- doing just like following the breath with the mala, or any kind of specific <clears throat> mantra you've been doing, or uh, sometimes just I just focus on the texture with the breath. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then sometimes I'll use a mantra. So I do the like transcendental meditation practice with a mantra from Amachi. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She teaches it to everybody. Yeah. So it's like ma as you breathe in. Yeah. Ma. Om as you breathe out. Om. Yeah. yeah. Ma. Now she's recommending Om. the white light. Um, meditation yeah and if you're in a local group of hers they've been offering a lot of free online to like circle back Mm. to resources and teaching they've been offering a lot of um online uh teachings and offerings and groups as well cool yeah definitely add that to the description too yeah Yeah, so I'm part of the AMA community. I spent some time there. 
So right now she's um, having us focus on the white flower meditation for world peace and divine grace. Mm. Yeah. And Kara, was there another uh, practice that you wanted to share? Uh, mainly the ones that I had were the tuning out to tune in. That's been, I think, uh, really mm. helpful for a lot of folks, just like giving yourself permission to, to disconnect. And then just along those same lines, like the grounding practices of getting outside and putting your hands in the dirt and mm. as far as um, planting something or resources for planting something. Um, there are some really great uh, resources here in the States. Uh, Seed Savers Exchange, Seeds of Change, Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds, Johnny Seeds. They all have a lot of resources online um, as far as planting, seasonality, resources for like all the tools that you would need. Uh, yeah. Mm. Cool. So we'll definitely post some of those too. And uh, yeah, maybe this would be a good place to, to close and just, uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing. I think we had a really, really awesome chat and hopefully something resonates for our, our folks listening and uh, get some support and definitely check out those links down there. But uh, I think we all would definitely love to just send everybody a, uh, you know, our love and prayers and, uh, yeah, just kind of, uh, let's get, let's get together and get through it together. Yeah. 